So last week was our last gathering, and it was an interesting experience, and, and I'd like to share with you how it went. And so we had the educators come in at 4.30. We're in a high school in Baltimore City, and, and the room is, is very kind of like sterile. It's all white walls, and you know it's not necessarily a place to feel relaxed, right? But somehow in this environment, we've you know come together over the past 10 weeks. And as the educators were coming into the space... And they were sitting at the table, and at about 4.30, maybe five or six had shown up, and we were still waiting for about half. And one by one, they started to get a message from the kind of school board, the governor, that schools were closing down for the next two weeks. So you can imagine how these educators were feeling in this moment. And then as each educator came in, they would kind of share with them the information because they were driving and probably didn't know. And then you could, you could see the look on the face, the just raw emotion of what, you know? And, and so they would sit down and as educators kept coming in, they kept getting told what was happening. And so it was really a wild environment because of this uh, coronavirus pandemic that is here. And so from the facilitator side, I sat down at the table and, and was just kind of letting things happen. I wasn't trying to control things. I knew that I wanted to collect data and I needed about 20 to 30 minutes for our data sheets and outcomes. So I was like, hey, let's, let's do this. When everyone started to arrive, I was like, hey, let's do this data. Here's the data. And I passed it out and I wanted to collect. But there was just so much energy from this that, you know, they were talking a lot and, and it was hard for them to focus. So I was like, hey, you know, in the moment, I was like, how about this? How about we put the data aside and just take some time to process this news? Because it was really, really, really big news, right? Being off for X amount of time and all of the implications that come with that because there was some gratitude and some relief and some joy about having time off. But then there were questions about, you know, what about the students? What about the families? Am I going to be dealing with grieving students when we come back? You know, what? so much uncertainty, unanswered questions. So there was a lot of a mix of emotions. And, and so here we were gathered in our last week together, the 10th week, we had built community to a point where there was just like a back and forth where people were just sharing and being vulnerable. And the really beautiful moment, you know, was some of them kept kind of looking at me and I was just like, you know, and I, and I shared a few questions to try to guide the conversation, but that just, you know, I just threw that out the window because there was, there was just a lot of back and forth to the point where I couldn't, you know, I just let go. I just sat there and just kind of let the experience happen instead of trying to control it, right? Because sometimes in this facilitate, when we're facilitators of a community or group, we have an idea, we have an agenda. I came in for, you know, this is the last meeting. I wanted to, you know, I wrote up a two-page document of all everything that I wanted to say, all the things that we were going to do, you know, oh, we were going to practice another mindfulness activity. We were going to talk about what was it like building community? What was it like cultivating positive emotions? What was it like practicing skills on a weekly basis? And none of that really happened. And we and I had to go with the flow. And, and this is not something that you can put in a 10-week curriculum, right? There's very little wiggle room or flexibility, but in this moment, that was what was needed. And so as they started to release some of this energy and, and talk among, amongst each other and let out maybe some of their fears or the anxieties or the emotions or, you know, talking, 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 letting out, all of a sudden the data sheets were right in front of them. And it just started to gradually get more and more silent, 
more and more silent until no one was talking. And I was just sitting there, just kind of observing everything. And then everyone just started to write and to work on the filling out the reflective surveys. You know, what, what were your takeaways from this experience? What, how would you like to continue to practice mindfulness, compassion, and gratitude as you move through your day-to-day following this program? So it was a wild experience. I didn't say anything. I just sat there, modeled. You know, I was taking some deep breaths in and pacing my breathing because it was quite chaotic. And then all of a sudden, stillness and then reflection. One of the educators, we had about a couple minutes left, asked me, you know, what were my major takeaways from this experience? And, and that's such a really beautiful question that, you know, I'd like to process a little bit in this moment. I, I thought about it a little bit, but I think one of the major takeaways is that just how everyone else comes to an experience with expectations, I myself was setting expectations for the group, um, you know, wanting to create a comfortable environment that is... Uh, a place where people can relax or de-stress, you know, not wanting discomfort to rise or not wanting this to arise or not wanting to go there, right? And that that's just unrealistic. That isn't the practice of mindfulness, but I also brought expectations. I think another thing that was eye-opening for me was I saw a lot of my, uh, uh, since it was a pilot and we were going through the experiences, I was collecting evaluation and really, I was really projecting a lot of uh, thoughts and stories onto people, all of these judgments about, oh, you know, they're not liking this, or they're not taking anything away from it, or, you know, a lot of self-doubt. There was doubt here, and, and, and I started, and I was, it was really curious to see that much come out through this experience. Another thing that I found interesting, and, and definitely I'm still exploring and, and grappling with, is I was in a one of my uh, monthly mindfulness gatherings, and there was another t- teacher in training that's in the same cohort as me, uh, our mindfulness meditation program, and they were asking me about the program, and they were, and they said, you know, what about the B word? Did you bring in the B word? And I was like, what is the what is the B word like? And they were like Buddha, and I was like, oh Buddha, wow, yeah, I I didn't say Buddha once. I didn't talk about Buddhism at all. And for me, it's, I'm still trying to, I'm grappling with how can I bring the authentic and not strip away a lot of how mindfulness is rooted and stems from a ancient cultural tradition of Buddhism. And and how can I bring that cultural history and acknowledge that within a professional setting with a lot of different people who have different faiths and religions. And so this is uh, something that I didn't do, and I am conscious of that it needs to be done in some capacity. So as we move forward this with this program and my own evaluation, that is something that needs to be addressed because then I'm almost just washing over the and, and taking and choosing what, you know, works for me or for the group. And that is oppressive in nature, right? That is not a uh, true, uh, deep under, uh allowing of, hey, this is an Eastern tradition that has existed for thousands of years, and now here we are in the West, and let's only just use, you know, this skill or that one and forget about the rest. So, you know, the rich cultural stories, the history, the movement, the lineages from one country to one continent to the next, how can I share this with educators and professionals in a way that is 
uh, that doesn't push people away, doesn't create defenses, but allows people to kind of be like, oh, wow, this is, this is very human. This has been with us for um, a really long time. I think another thing that I'm learning about is how do I hold a space where multiple identities can feel okay and comfortable? How can I, as a, a white cisgender male, hold a space where there is definitely uh, racism, uh, gender, uh, gendered thoughts, gendered behaviors, uh, different patterns of oppression that exist in my mind, right? Racist ideas, gendered ideas, homophobic, all of these cultural uh, ideas that really are intertwined into all of us how do I bring that into this space in a way that is, I don't even know the right words for it, but how can I, how can I acknowledge who I am, my identities, my own whiteness, and then also be, uh, allow for other, other groups, people of color, LGBTQ members to share some of their uh, experiences and and really maybe not even share their experiences but feel, being it, 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 see I'm I'm kind of caught I'm kind of caught and I'm and I'm learning and breaking out of patterns of neutrality by by pausing and just being like that is something that I didn't necessarily do as best a job as I could have is acknowledging the different cultural and social context that exists in the space, that exists in each different activity that we did and experience. And so I'm still learning how to do that. And it is a ongoing process of growth for me and the communities that I'm a part of. So what did I learn from this experience? I learned a lot. It was the first time that I did a start to finish week one to week 10 mindfulness curriculum journey I, I learned I got a lot I asked for feedback I asked for feedback from people in the program and from different uh, walks of life so I was working with a uh, one of my friends who happens to be uh, I believe a researcher in uh, Johns Hopkins School of Bloomberg School of Public Health and they were talk they were helping me figure out like okay maybe I don't work worry about the results right now and the impact, but just focus on the efficacy and accessibility of the program. You know, is this something that is realistic and feasible? So that was interesting because I didn't even really think about that going into the program. I was just really worried about results, right? Oh, okay, we have to see this change as opposed to, does this work? Is this, you know, does this make sense? And the really cool thing about, and I, I shared this in the moment with the educators about mindful living for professionals is that as we grow and it moves from nonprofits to for-profits to universities to high schools to elementary to middle schools, we're going to create a really awesome community of all these people who are geared towards these practices and these ideas. And then we'll have events, coffee gatherings, we'll have uh, maybe a conference, we'll have all these different ways that these people can continue to connect because it was kind of sad. Leave, you know, we built this community and then all of a sudden it's going to dissolve. It's going to 
go away and we won't have that anymore. So as I was leaving, I did feel a little bit of that like, oh, you know, a little relief, but wow, I want this community was was really beautiful and, and now it's no longer a community because we're all kind of just dispersed and going throughout our life. So that's really important to me is as we move forward to build that out, build that alumni network, build that engaged community that we can stay connected, we can stay in a sense of belonging and and we can meet other people who have been through a similar experience, but maybe not in our group. And all of a sudden there's that shared connection, shared humanity, which is so powerful and important to mental health, creating social networks, creating meaning, creating purpose. And, and through this program and through these ancient traditions, it's possible. So we've had to do a lot of shifting because of the coronavirus pandemic and all of the changes that have taken place. I'm going to save that for the next podcast, the next weekly update. And uh, I really appreciate you tuning in. And uh, may you find a moment of peace in this chaotic world. Take care. Bye-bye.